Please listen carefully. If it's being wanted and needed and held close, doesn't matter who I am or what I'm supposed to be. Hey, how are you doing? It's been too long. Welcome to the XY Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. Let me tell you a little bit about us if you're new here. In this podcast, we talk about life, relationships, gender, sex, and what it's like to be X kind of different. We tell stories about the experiences that bring us together in a world that wants to subdivide us. Each month, we bring you ad-free audio drama-style stories, highlighting the talents of up-and-coming voice actors and woefully underrated writers from all over the internet. A little note, this is an adult podcast, and we do not recommend listening to this if you are not an open-minded adult. Are you male, female, non-conforming, LGBTQIA+, straight, cis, white, black, Latinx, Chicano, Asian, or you get what I'm saying? We're inviting writers from all backgrounds to join us in giving your unique perspective to this podcast. A chance to tell our listeners what life is like through your eyes and grow as a writer. Email us at xypodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to be a part of our writer's room. That's the letter X, W-H-Y, podcast at gmail.com. Hey, check us out. We are now publishing on Radio Public, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Do you have a different platform that you like, that you prefer? Let us know by tweeting us at xypodcast. That's the letter X, W-H-Y, podcast, all one word on the tweets. The twits? The birdie thing. In this episode, we bring you... Dating Horror Stories! I've got a collection of short stories to give you a shot of schadenfreude. That's a little bit of humor from others' misfortunes. But don't worry, we also learn from their experiences. We're bringing to life real stories of real people from around the net who had less than great experiences and were brave enough to share it with the world. We've got drunken jerks, culturally ignorant jerks, the overly attached, the overly understanding, and one story that is absolutely stranger than fiction. Please note, this episode has adult language and themes and portrays some awful human beings that use racial or sexual slurs. This by no means reflects the opinions of myself or any of the actors that chose to participate in this podcast. Given that, this episode is not recommended for non-adults. Our first story is entitled, Love Me Do, written by Reddit user Lusa W. Well, I did it. After a lot of prompting from a dear friend and 30 years on this earth, I have finally created a dating profile. I don't know whether to be proud of myself or just... uh, Continued to drink wine directly from the bottle. It's up. I officially have a dating profile. Sweet! I want to see! I want to see! What's your screen name? Lucy Les 9000. <laughs> For real? Alright. What? It's straight to the point, like me. Well, not straight. You didn't put anything in your profile? Just a couple of pics? Oh. Yeah, I'll do that at some point. I'm not exactly expecting an overwhelming response. Despite that statement, I check the website often. I get a few likes on my profile, and I wonder what the hell that's for. After a few days, though, I get my first message. Hey there. I'm Lisa. You are so beautiful. I'd love to get to know you better. 
I check out her profile. Damn, she is cute. So I respond, talking about my trepidation with online dating, and I tell her a little bit about myself. She responds, and we spend a few days messaging back and forth. And then I hear nothing for two whole weeks. I'm thinking she just ghosted me, I think that's the term. But shortly after that, I get a message from Lisa on the dating site. Sorry about the quietness. Do you want to meet up sometime? We plan to meet for coffee the next day. There's a park nearby we can walk around, nothing too crazy. It rains all the following day, so I start to wonder about the whole park idea. I text her to ask if we should maybe change plans and go about my business. Okay, you want to go outside real quick? I return from walking my dog for seriously about 10 minutes, 15, to find five missed calls, three voicemails, and three text messages all from Lisa, and all asking if we can go get dinner instead. Okay, I think to myself, a little eager, but you know, all right. An hour later, I'm on my way to pick her up since she doesn't have a car. While I'm stuck in traffic, I get a text. I want to take you somewhere. I think you're it. Uh, okay. I text back a short but casual reply while I'm at a red light. Well, it's a good thing we're meeting in person. Hey, you ready to head out? Oh, you're not gonna invite me? Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> so, any idea where to eat around here? I, I don't know your neighborhood very well. Hmm, no. Do you have any? N no. Well, uh, we could just drive around and see if we see something good. Sure. We start driving around, but she seems uninterested in the food options. Traffic is kind of heavy, but I'm looking around for a good place to eat. How about Thai? Uh, I'm not, like, a huge fan of Thai. What do you do for work again? I'm a vet tech. What about pizza? Pizza is, like, so bad for you. Seriously? We've been driving around for almost 45 fucking minutes and she's falling asleep? She's either high or extremely sleep-deprived. And very congested. So, what do you do for work? I... I thought I mentioned... vet tech. Oh, right. Right. Uh... What about Italian? Sure, that could be... Uh... So, how's work? What'd you say you do again? Vet. Tech. Look, do we need to do this another time? You seem really tired. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's, it's been a long day at work. Yeah, we did a lot at the work place. I'm trying to be kind here. After all, I worked nights for a while before my current job, but... 
This is weird. I guess I'm stuck in it for now. Uh, what were we talking about? I decide to stop at whatever restaurant looks good to me, and we go in and sit down at a pizza joint that I've been wanting to try. So, what are you going to get? Not sure yet, trying to decide. I want shrimp. Do you think they have shrimp? Shrimp pizza? Mm, but I want shrimp. Between nodding off episodes, we are barely able to keep a coherent and fluid conversation. You two know what you want? <gasps> Sorry, no. I'll give you two a minute. I'll, I'll have a beer. Ooh, me too. What else are you getting? A meatball slice. Mm, me too. We struggle through more conversation over a meal, and I start to feel sorry for her. Her same stories keep evolving and slightly changing every time she nods off. She keeps telling me what an honest person she is, but that she has a lot of baggage that she'll share with me if I stick around. And then she proceeds to tell me all about the lady she's tried to date but put her off for some reason. And then she proceeds to tell me all about her exes between nodding off. Here you go. Take care of that whenever. Oh, I'll get this. What, really? No, 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 it's fine. Let's at least split the check. Nope. I'm having none of it. Okay, now I'm feeling really bad. She just seems so lonely and eager and excited, you know, between dozing. Now, let's go get some drinks and do karaoke! You do karaoke, right? Come on! Uh, All right, let's go. I mostly agree out of guilt, but we get to the karaoke bar and Lisa quickly breaks off to the ladies' restroom. When she gets back, she's alive. She starts talking to, like, every person on staff at the bar. Hey, how are ya? Almost excitedly. I'm I'm sort of perplexed because this place is, like, 20 miles from her house, but she seems comfortable, you know, casually chatting over the sound of bad karaoke. I stare into the bottom of my beer glass, trying to shake off the weirdness of the date, when all of a sudden... I hear. This one goes out to my date tonight. The wonderful, beautiful Blue Team. Uh, uh, what the fuck? This has never happened, like in the history of ever, right? Is she seriously dedicating a song to me on our first and weirdest date I've ever had? How was that? <laughs> that was so interesting and brave. Great job. <laughs> um, hey, listen, I, I have to be going. I, I have to work early in the morning. Okay. Well, I can walk you to your car. Oh, you're you're not coming? I think... I think I might just stay here, if that's all right. I had a lot of fun tonight. Am I... 
I'm probably not gonna see you again. Huh. I'll definitely text you. I give her a hug and get in my car to drive home. I check my rear view and she stands there, watching my car as I drive away. Our cast for Love Me Do is Katie BVA as the server, Kit Cannon as Amanda the friend, Melissa Sheldon as Lucy, and Madison Dabbs as Lisa. Our next story is entitled Flip For It, written by Reddit user JTV1224. Oh my god, it's Sam. It's James! This is super exciting. My first date with a guy since coming out. Momentous. James was the first guy I really had any courage to open up with about my inexperience with dating guys. He seemed super nice and understanding about it, and I couldn't wait to meet him. So, I know it's last minute, but I was thinking we could meet up. Sure, I'm not up to much. <laughs> Stay breezy. Cool. Heavenly Wingdom is having a special on wings. Oh, uh, I actually already ate, but I could tag along and have a drink or something. Great. See you there. As soon as I enter the restaurant, it takes me a while to adjust to the ambience. Super garish heaven theme everywhere. Not my usual place to hang out. But what's the harm, right? Hey, recognize you from your pictures. How are you? Doing good. Thanks for joining me last minute. You look great. Thank you very much. Welcome to Heavenly Wingdom. Today's special is all you can eat wings. If you're able to eat them all, you get your picture on that wall over there. They come with any three of our ten condiments located on the tablets at the end of the table. What can I get you started with? Uh, two shots of anything brown and a triple of vodka. Please. Wow, guess he's a hardcore Winston I drinker. I'll have the, uh, Chardon Angel. Wow. After a rough start, James and I got in the groove of conversation. He seemed like an okay guy, and didn't seem to have a problem with making conversation after a shot. Or three. <laughs> I'll have another shot of whiskey and a single of that. Uh, do you want anything else? Oh, uh, no thanks. I have to drive. James is nice and all, but seriously, if I have to stay in this hellhole of a wing-themed place, I'm gonna lose it. Also, seriously, does he have a liver of steel? When the check came, James decided to try to be a gentleman. Here's that check for you. Take your time. James was a quick draw with neatly folded cash and had it out before the server even walked away from the table. Hey, I'll get this. It's the least I can do. Oh, oh no, that, that's you fine. You only got I one can... drink. Hey, server! <laughs> this will be fun, watch. James proceeds to draw a quarter from his pocket and turns it over in his fingers while he says to the server, uh, Quick, guess heads or tails. If you get it right, you'll get a $10 tip. If you get it wrong, <laughs> no tip for you. Uh, sure, sir. Seriously? They chose... Aw, oh, poorly. Oh, better look next time, honey. <laughs> <laughs> James paid the bill and walked with me to the door. So, I had a good time. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, it was interesting. 
Oh, so like, you did tip the server after all, right? <laughs> no. If they didn't want to play the game, they could have said no. After all that, the asshole got in his car and drove home. After that many drinks! On my drive home, I kept replaying the night's events in my head, rationalizing it, thinking maybe he knew I wasn't his type, and that's why he drank so much. But then later that night, at like 2 a.m. Hey, had a lot of fun with you tonight. I have an office Christmas party coming up. Would you want to be my date? I don't know. Why don't you flip a coin? He never replied back. Our cast for Flip For It was Aubrey Poppleton as John, vocal outburst as the dastardly James, and Kit Cannon as the waitress. Next up, Love at First Sight, written by Reddit user Coffee and Cats. Okay, I'm heading out. See you later. Good luck. So I started talking to this guy. He's a little intense, but he seems very sweet. He's super attentive, funny, seems to be a good guy. If, you know, a little excitable. I really hope it goes well though. I have had some pretty bad luck lately. Hi, Mary. Good to see you. I, I mean, it's, it's nice texting you, to, to you, but it's, uh, it's, it's also very good to see you. <laughs> nice to see you too, so how- You are so gorgeous. Uh, thank you. That's sweet. Uh, so how- Like, more gorgeous than I could have hoped for. That's, that's very nice of you. So how- Your eyes are, your eyes are just- Beautiful. <laughs> I, I bet you hear that all the time, huh? No, but thank you again. So the conversation eventually gets off my eyes, hair, nose, lips, and everything else the guy could see immediately, and we start to actually talk. He somehow managed to maintain his level of inappropriate intensity throughout the entire dinner and never seemed to get comfortable. But sadly, I've been on worse dates. You've... you've stopped talking. Is something wrong? He stares at me deeply in the eyes as I chew. I mean, deeply into my eyes. There are three words that I want to say to you so badly right now. Don't. Please don't. I won't until you feel comfortable with it. Maybe a couple more dates, but just know that I am definitely feeling it. I don't know why I didn't just break things off that night. Probably because I didn't want to hurt him. But holy hell, this guy just would not let up. Later that week, he was blowing my phone up with messages. Ugh, look, another heart. Wait, I love you. That's it. Please stop saying you love me. You don't. You do not. It is way too early for that. Unlike other guys you've been with, I am capable of falling in love at first sight. This could be the start of something truly special. Love is a bond that takes time to build. Look, I just don't think it's going to work between us. 
Well, if you're not willing to put in the effort to make this relationship work... What? What relationship? I've been talking to you for less than a week. Ugh. This dude literally implied that I was too lazy to love him. After one date. I... You know what? I'd rather be single. Our cast for Love at First Sight was Madison Dabbs as the roommate, Kit Cannon as Mary, and Chris Butera as Michael. Our next story is called What the Fork? Written by Reddit user CrankedMonkey. So, how'd it go? I think I'm still recovering. <laughs> that bad? Tell me everything. It was my turn to choose a place to eat, so I pick out this amazing little Ethiopian restaurant that I like to go to. And a typical spread there would include, like, a sour flatbread called injera that is used to dip into an assortment of things. Like, I'm talking curries, meats, vegetables, bean dips, lots and lots of things. His eyes get wide when I set the food down, and I'm thinking that he's surprised by the amount of food when he says, <clears throat> Excuse me, could we get some silverware? The waitress smiles, you know, politely, and she says, That's not how we do it. What do you mean by that? We do not use silverware to eat. We use the injera. The what? The bread here. <laughs> so you expect us to eat with our hands? The waitress and I both glance around at everyone else in the restaurant eating with their hands. And I'm already digging in, eating with my hands right in front of him. Awkward. <laughs> he shakes his head as if it's the most preposterous thing he's ever heard and mutters, Fine. Whatever. So he proceeds to eat with his hands. As if he's never had a damn taco or even a piece of pizza before. He's leaving behind this huge mess all over the table. Mercifully, we make it through the meal without further incident, and leave. What... what are you doing? I wait for an answer when I notice he's passionately typing out a negative review for the restaurant. Seriously? It's not their fault you're culturally ignorant. Excuse me? I am not culturally ignorant, okay? I spent the summer in Europe and vacationed in Thailand. That's hardly ignorant. Plus, I'm dating a Hispanic person. Hello? Wait, are you talking about me? Alex nods empathetically like, I'm an idiot to ask such an obvious question. I'm not Hispanic, I'm fucking half Asian. No, you're not. You know what? Let's just go to the Froyo place at the end of the block. Okay. Yeah. Dessert sounds good. Yeah. I want some Froyo. What are you doing? I'm stopped at a red light! I thought you wanted Froyo! Oh, we're close enough. I met without you. Our cast for What the Fork was Madison Dabbs as the friend, Katie BVA as the waitress, Kit Cannon as Avery, and Brandon Jenkins as Alex. 
Our next story in our collection says it all. A Girl and Her Mother. Written by Reddit user Felix Gretheilda. Hmm. Nope. Eh. I don't think so. Maybe. Nice. Oh, match. So I've been talking to a girl for the past couple of months, and she seems just lovely. Great sense of humor, instantly replied back, and her there, there, there game is on point. On top of that, her looks definitely don't hurt. She is drop-dead gorgeous. So when am I going to get to take you out? I've been dreaming about you for months now. Well, I suppose we probably should. Hmm. Doesn't sound like she's super excited. I talk to her, crack a few jokes, and she warms to the idea of meeting up, but I really don't understand the hesitation. I'm not trying to pressure anyone, but I feel like I've been pretty patient. I'd like to meet up to see if this has a future. As a peace offering, I volunteer to meet up about 10 minutes from her place, 45 minutes from mine. If she's hesitant, I want this to be easy for her, to let her know I'm not a bad guy. She tells me she'll be in a pickup shortly before I see it pulling into the parking lot of Bat's Pub. <sighs> okay, Jaden, you've got this. Smile. I go out to the parking lot of the pub to greet her, and I notice two people in the car. Okay, well, yeah, I guess maybe her mom brought her. It's okay, I can uh, just crank the old charm up to 11. Hey, Jessica, it's great to finally meet you. Hey, Jaden. I give her a hug when I notice out of the corner of my eye that Jessica's mom has opened the door and stepped outside. I quickly turn to greet her too. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm assuming you're... I met with the scowl of a middle-aged Latina that could probably kick my ass with one arm tied behind her back. Hmm. Rita, I'm the mom. Oh. She shakes my hand so hard, I swear she's trying to break it. Seen some transportation? I'm going to sit with you for a drink. Is that all right? Okay, a bit weird, but I'll go with it. I guess. Curse my people-pleaser tendencies. We all get seated, and I struggle to tune Jessica's mom out of the conversation. So, how is work? You were going for a promotion, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, but, uh, but I, I didn't get it, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. But, uh, they, they, they say there's an even better promotion around the corner, so... It might end up being fortunate that I didn't get this one. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, you remember that pic I sent you earlier? I jolt as I suddenly feel Jessica's hand running up and down my thigh under the table. Uh, yeah, I do, um, but I, I, I don't know if this is the right time to discuss it, though. Hmm. Anything else I can get you folks? Oh, hi, yes. Uh, anyone, uh, anyone want anything? Another drink, perhaps? Rita has been staring at one of the TVs in the area, watching the game, but clearly listening to every word of the conversation. I'd like- Jessica, what do you want? Oh, you know me. Not a big drinker. Mm. Another margarita. Oh, you're gonna have another. Cool. Cool, cool. Is, uh, is anyone gonna ask if I- No? Oh, okay. I'll, ju I'll just uh, have another, another beer. Despite the rocky start- and the fact that Rita sat there for the entirety of our conversation, things actually started to hit a stride. Jessica and I talked, and 
were sometimes able to tune out Rita's somehow disapproving breathing and occasional humphs long enough to have a decent time. Hmm. Bathroom. Rita gets up, and I take that as my cue to drop all pretense. Okay, so no offense or anything, but is she always like this? Like what? Uh, never mind. So, so maybe on our second date, we can have some alone time? To be honest, I just don't know. I mean, you're totally different than your pictures, and... Wait, wait, wait. How, how, how am I different from my pictures? I, I, I'm even wearing the same shirt. It's not. It's just that in your photos, you have a beard, and clearly you don't. <laughs> what?! The cheek of this woman when she's easily twice my size and clearly photoshopped in her pictures. I mean, I care more about personality, but... Hmm. You know what? I can't. <laughs> I, I just can't. Here. <sighs> well, there goes another one. <laughs> I told you. Our cast for A Girl and Her Mother was Brandon Jenkins as the waiter, Katie BVA as Jessica, Melissa Sheldon as Rita, and Steve McGrath as Jaden. Our final and most incredible story is called One Hour Nightmare, written by Reddit user MD Install. A few years ago, I decided to go on a blind date. Numbers were exchanged, phone calls were made, and she and I plan to have dinner that Friday evening. This is a timeline of said date. 6.45 p.m. I arrive at her house to pick her up. I know this seems odd for blind date protocol, but she had requested that. Rather than both of us meet at the restaurant, I pick her up because her car is not street legal. She walks out of her house dressed fairly nice. The one thing that seemed odd was that she was wearing enough eye makeup to make the likes of Rule Paul and Lady Gaga cringe. As she approached the car, I could smell the distinct aroma of vodka. When she hugged me, I could tell that she'd been pre-gaming the state big time. I opened the door for her, helped her into the car, and away we went to share a magical evening together. 6.55 p.m. We head to the sushi bar. I had suggested another restaurant for our date. A new, locally-owned restaurant that had received terrific reviews and was the talk of the town. But she declined the idea. Nah. Not for a first date. You're supposed to take me someplace nice. Oh. Gotcha. Okay, let's do sushi then. I know a good place. Nice outfit, by the way. What is this you're listening to? I don't listen to that faggot shit. Let's change the tunes. I stay silent, shocked by the word vomit that had casually fell out of her mouth. The rest of the car ride went fairly uneventful. Hey, you're not a serial killer, are you? You know... Standard first date dialogue. We were seated and given menus. Anything I can get for you two right away? Give me a bottle of Tokyo Rose. As the waiter is walking away, my date opens her menu and says, No, it's weird. I really like Jap food, but I just can't stand Japs. I look up for my menu and search her face for any trace of sarcasm or irony. I also notice out of the corner of my eye that the waiter, upon hearing this, frozen place for a brief moment, shook his head as if he imagined the whole thing and then went about his business. She then continued on. 
I also really don't like... And proceeded to list every single ethnic and racial slur that I had ever heard and a good number that I had not. The waiter returned with our drink shortly thereafter. 7.06 p.m. Are you Harry? She asked after placing our food orders. I ordered a tuna roll. She ordered a salad because the thought of eating raw fish made her sick. I'm a 37-year-old man and a mammal, so I do have body hair. I'm not Chewbacca, but I don't look like a 10-year-old boy either. Apparently, this was an issue for her. Well, if we're gonna fuck tonight, then we need to wax that shit off because I don't play that way. I had already decided before the date began that there was to be no fucking, so I was not too worried about being violently shorn that evening. Quick to change the subject, I decided to ask a question that might distract her vodka and sake-soaked mind. So, do you have any tattoos? I've got one. Her eyes lit up and nodded excitedly. 7.12 p.m. My delicate flower of a date throws her leg on the table, lifts her pant leg and shows me a tattoo that wraps around her ankle. It is some generic-looking tribal pattern with a few kanji characters worked into the design. Yeah, these characters or whatever are the names of my future children, Dylan and Skylar. As she rotates her ankle to show off the design, she knocks the half-empty bottle of sake on the floor. 7.16 p.m. <coughs> I'll, uh, I'll help with that, sir. An amused waiter assists me with my attempt to soak up the spilled liquor from the carpet while my date reveals her second tattoo. My other tattoo is a tramp stamp, but I don't show that to just anybody. For some reason, my brain thinks that it's a good reason to ask her. Why not? Because it's a big ol' heart. I got it so that when you're fucking me in the ass, you know that I love you. The waiter and I lock eyes as I attempt to develop the power of telepathy. I imagine a mental conversation when something like this. Dude, you gotta help me out here. This chick is a hot mess. Please just get us our food and bring me the check. <laughs> no way, man. This is fucking hilarious. I'm gonna go tell everyone in the kitchen to laugh at your sorry ass. He promptly disappeared into the kitchen. 7.23 p.m. Our food arrives with the hope that my dining companion might be too preoccupied with her salad to continue to speak. My hope is quickly destroyed. So yeah, at my last job, I got fired. It's not a big deal though, I didn't want to work there anymore anyway. I was a temp and let's just say my boss was way too much of a sissy to fight like a man. I still have no idea what that meant, and I oftentimes find myself lying awake at night pondering what exactly happened. I tried to change the subject by discussing films. Did she have a favorite film? If so, what was it? As it turns out, she was a fan of the cinema. Her current favorite movie? Natural Born Killers. Wow, surprisingly, some common ground. I like that film. It's not my favorite, but I liked it. Instead of citing Oliver Stone's use of blunt violence, mixed media, different film stock, and the sometimes shocking juxtaposition of the horrors of American suburban life, the colorful, media-happy world of the 90s, no reason was because... Mallory Knox is fucking hot! She then went on to quote every single line of dialogue uttered by Juliet Lewis in the film. 7.26 p.m. How sexy am I now, fucker? She screamed as she stood in her chair, one foot planted centimeters away from my empty plate. In order to calm things down, I decided to switch the subject yet again. 
This time, I decided to learn about her family. I offered that I had one younger brother and two adorable nieces. She said that the only family she had was her mother, with whom she lived. She went into detail about the fights she and her mother would have on a daily basis and how her mother did not understand the stress she dealt with in everyday life. This, she explained, was why it was vital she be able to continue her strict regime of Prozac and vodka. I could see the storm clouds gathering in her eyes as she went on. And my mama just don't understand how tough it is. If she would just get a better job, then maybe I wouldn't have to collect unemployment. I mean, I have to remember to turn in that paperwork once a week. The dam holding back her emotions finally burst and she began crying, turning her eye makeup into dark rivers of grief. 7.30 p.m. The helpful and courteous waiter appeared at the table looking resplendent in his branded apron and shit-eating grin. <laughs> Can I get you to anything else? Just a check, please. He looked at me, looked at the sobbing train wreck in the opposite chair, turned his head, looked me in the eye and said, mm, Not just yet. He once again vanished into the kitchen. 7.35 p.m. After ruining two napkins, I was finally able to stop the flow of tears coming from my date. The waiter, realizing that his last stunt more than likely cost him a tip, returned with a check. I quickly gave him my card, which he ran with all haste. As I signed the tab, my date said... <laughs> oh, so what are we doing now? As if nothing had happened. 7.45 p.m. You're not going to call me back. I can tell. Not wanting to hurt her feelings or risk having her go feral while still in my car, I said, I just don't think I'm the right guy for you. I decided not to enumerate the reasons for this decision, those being that I own no clothes designed by Ed Hardy, I had no illegitimate children, I was not trained to be an MMA fighter, and despite being a huge fan of the show Breaking Bad, I had absolutely no idea how to cook meth. When we pulled into her driveway, she began crying again. Why is the date over? It's not even 8 o'clock, and I'm not even drunk yet. I exited the vehicle and opened the passenger side door, partly because I'm a gentleman, and partly to give her the hint that it was time to get the fuck out of my car. She stood in front of me crying, her head in her hands. Not being a monster, I decided to give her a hug. As soon as I pulled her close, she raised her head and... You... You bit me! You fucking bit me! Fuck you, you fucking faggot! Thankfully, she did not break the skin. As I got in my car, my cell phone rang. It was my rescue call. I answered, staring off into space like Martin Sheen at the end of Apocalypse Now. Hey man, how's your date going? The horror. The fucking horror. Epilogue. My morning routine is fairly boring. Wake up, check my email, read the news while enjoying a cup of coffee, check my phone for messages. Very pedestrian stuff. Every now and then, when I pick up my phone while pouring my coffee, I will find text messages sent between 1 and 5 a.m. from a number labeled Do Not Answer. Sometimes there are new pictures, sometimes there are violent threats. Each time, I slowly reach up and rub the spot on my neck, which has suddenly began throbbing. Our cast for One Hour Nightmare includes Brandon Jenkins as the friend, Chris Butera as the waiter, 
Aubrey Poppleton as Chris, and Madison Dabbs as Alice. Ah, don't you feel better now? I know I do. I'd like to thank again those brave souls soldiering through the dating front lines to bring us their stories. Remember that not all of us are so lucky in our search for love, but that's why we have each other. Our podcast features Creative Commons sound effects and the music of the following talented artists. Please listen carefully by Jazar, The Afterlife by Yacht, Flip For It featured Super Nude by Lesbian Afternoon, What the Fork featured Une Glace au Citron or A Lemon Ice by Miss Emma, sorry if I butchered the pronunciation, Love at First Sight featured El Tranvia by Jennifer Avila, Love Me Do featured Led by the Dress Colored in Red by Augusta Sbro and Gallery 6, and finally, E-Love by The Upside Down. Links to all songs, stories, and various other resources will soon be found on our website in development now. And lastly, thank you for listening. And join us next time for more XY Podcast by following us right here where you're listening. See you soon. <laughs>